the house, man. This is a this is a very simple thing. This is an interview. There's no notes. I got I got no questions. Oh, whatever you want. Like, like we just we just gonna kick it, man. Okay. So you know we are gonna get right into this. Um, welcome to another episode of the Mask Off Podcast. Uh, my name is Hawaii Mike, and we sitting here with a uh, man. Legend in the game, a living legend. The uh, no, thank you, man. It almost creeps me out. With, not creeps me out, but it, it's just um, a legend is a high, high like standard. So you know. right, he's doing legendary things, working with legendary people, and that, always has. Thanks, right? man. That you sounds way better. And, I appreciate and, that. You know, he's a he's a jester. He's all over the place. You can catch him everywhere. If you saw his Instagram, you thought he wouldn't have a house. He probably lives on a plane, <laughs> or at every backstage you could imagine, or at the right event every single city. <laughs> like he's there. But, um, you know, we all know him as Lenny S. Uh, Lenny to the show. S. What's up? What's up? What's, What's up? the that official is me? fool. This is Mask Off, so we got to say the fool, you know. Mask Off. Go um, middle names. Go go every, go in. Lenny F. Leonard F. Santiago the third, I oh, guess. Third. Um yeah, okay. yeah, my dad and grandfather, obviously, first and second. Uh, Bronx native okay. from Puerto Rico. Born in Puerto Rico. Oh, born in Puerto Rico. Yeah, my mom's okay. actually... Uh, Took not well, not took a vacation, but planned it like that. Like lived in the Bronx already, but went to Puerto Rico for the like the three or four months or whatever, just so I could be born there, uh, and then came back. Oh, so you was conceived in the BX, ish somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and, and then, then, then she went when she was pregnant. Yeah, when she was pregnant, just so okay. I could like so could be, be like a legit, there. real yeah. Puerto Rican. And that's like a thing. Like when I tell people yeah. I'm born in Puerto Rico, they're like, "What? You were born there?" Like, because you know, most people are New Yorkans or yep. whatever, just like a Puerto Rican descent. But not actually born there, um, you know. I live in this, in the uh, well, so it's part, of the part of the United States. Sort anyway, of. I Depends who you ask, I guess. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. The person in office doesn't think so. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's a whole other topic. That's a different place. But we'll, yeah, man. We'll go um, so BX. BX, right. where hip hop, I'm sure you know it's where hip hop started, right, Mike? That's what I heard. Okay. I heard. I've I've heard, just, I, some, I a couple you know, of people have told me that. Okay. okay. Just want to be clear. Because I work with a bunch of Brooklyn guys who tend to think other things, you know? <laughs> but um, it's all good. So what was, what was your BX home life like when you was born, growing up? You know what I realized? And then this is, well, my parents are, are passed away, but I was going to say no shade on my parents. But, like, I was, like, six years old. Now that I think about it, six years old, seven years old, uh, first grade, I guess, six years old, mm-hmm. whatever, um, going home alone. Like, my mom worked. And mm-hmm. I had, like, keys to my crib, and I was, like, walking home mm-hmm. blocks. And I'm like, my daughter, my youngest daughter is 11. Like, I don't I don't even want her walking home alone. She's 11 and grown and sassy and tall. You know what I mean? And, like, I was six and seven. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. I say that to say, like, we grew up fast in the Bronx yeah. and in any hood, I'm sure, where, like, you know, parents are doing things or working, and they can't. There's no nannies. There's no... Like, you, you have aunts to pick. You have like servants and shit. <laughs> yeah, like right. people, like, there was a maze in the Bronx. <laughs> my mom worked two jobs, man, and she, you know her and my grandmother did everything they could to raise me amazingly. But um, yeah, man, I'm like, damn, like the things that I think that we, um, you know, went through or, or, or you know, yeah, we went through. It's not like put up or anything or tolerated, but it's like holy shit. Like I was, I was on some shit. Like, like that's quick. Like you know what I'm saying? And was but, your pops around or? <clears throat> so my mom's and my pops got a divorce right after I was born. Mm. And then uh, he ended one. up staying. My, my dad played professional ball in Puerto Rico. Okay. So he played in high school here with um, Kareem. Oh, and shit. then, like, I don't I don't know if he was good enough for here or whatever the case was, he went to Puerto Rico, but he had always lived there. He loved it there. And he played professional ball there for Guayama, 
I believe it was. Um, so he stayed there, got a new wife. I have two siblings. So um, he ended up moving to the States years later. Uh, it's funny, I never talked about this, actually. And uh, it was cool, though. He's, he was always around. Like, he wasn't like an absentee father, not like that. I knew him. But, like, he had another family, and, you know, that's pretty much where the energy was. Mm. So, like, on the weekends, you know how you go to get, like, your dad's, well, normally divorced parents, you go to your dad's house on the weekend. I went to my grandmother's house, which was his mom, and because uh. he lived in Puerto Rico all that time. And then when he finally came to the States, I was so used to going to my grandmother's house. This is a funny story. My grandmother sat me down and was like, your dad's coming, he's going to live here now, so, you know... Now you're going to go over there on the weekends. Like, she didn't want me to, but she was just like, you know, I got to yeah. I gotta give you up. And I went, bro, like one or two weekends, and I felt weird and awkward. And, you know, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I kind of felt out of place a little bit. And I just went back to her. I might have even cried. I don't know. I was super young and was like, I want to continue doing this, yeah. like going. And then I did that. And then he would say little, what we call now petty. He would say like little <laughs> petty comments here and there. Yeah. Like when he come over for dinner, we have uh, Sunday dinner at my grandmother's house every Sunday. But yeah, so my life was basically, I grew up on one side of the Bronx with my mom, Monday through Friday, uh, which is on the Grand Concourse, not too far from Yankee Stadium. And then on the weekends, I grew up on the other side of the Bronx, which is like the Soundview, mm. Story Ave, you know, Bronx River Projects, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, real hip-hop <laughs> shit on that side on the weekends. So I got a taste of both sides mm -hmm. of the Bronx. Um, and that was pretty much my whole, you know, up until high school. I left home at a very young age of 17, like my junior or senior year of high school. So uh, that was my life. And my mother and my grandmother took care of me, paid for everything. My dad's, like I said, since he had another family, he, you know, he couldn't really contribute to what I had going on. So my grandmother and my mother split everything. So like mm. I went to Catholic school my whole life. Oh shit. So that bill was three hundred a month, like they one fifty each. My like my grand my grandmother and my mom's held like, you down. Took care of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And so when did music come into your life? Like what was your formative years? Like what was your first love? Was it music? Was yeah. It first love uh, was always music and it came at a very early age, I say ten, eleven. I heard Run DMC on the radio, mm. as you know what that feeling is like, Mike. I mean, I don't know if that's one yeah. of your faves, but I mean, I know you love no. real hip-hop. So um, I had heard other stuff. Again, no shade, no disrespect on anything else. I had heard Sugar Hill Gang and different yep. stuff. Uh, obviously, also, like, Melly Mel and them, which I love them. But, like, from my age and where I was at, hearing Run DMC was like, that spoke to me. And then seeing the visual or seeing the video wherever I saw it at, um, seeing the, you know, fedoras and the, the Adidas jackets and the leather blazers and mm. the Adidas with no laces and the Levi's or Lee's or whatever they were wearing, Wranglers, whatever. That shit just like, I was like, I want to do that. I don't know what that is, yep. what they're doing. I mean, they're making music. I don't know if I wanted to be a producer. I didn't know what any of the roles were. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do that. You wanted to look like that. Or, or, and I wanted to just be a part of what uh, that was. Uh, and again, I didn't know what the roles were. I mean, maybe it was a rapper. Maybe it was a, the guy making the beat. Maybe, you know, you saw clips of, like, Russell and Rick Rubin in the studio. Like, so I didn't know what was what. Engineer. Yeah. I just wanted to be anything in music. So that was, like, 10, 11. And um, I just chased it. Uh, sounds broad, right? But, like, I really, 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 like... Anything that had to do with music, I was there. So if I heard about a rapper, you know, having an in-store for his album or her album, I would go there. Just so, like, I could be in the presence of, if I heard they were shooting a video downtown or wherever, I would go. However I heard about this stuff, radio, et cetera. And um, I did that until I just started getting my face familiar um, 
but but uh, before that, before like I got in, like I said, I was super young, 10, 11, 12, 13. The family on my grandmother's block, uh, Sylvia, I'm sure you're familiar with Sylvia's in Harlem. Mm-hmm. So Sylvia's family grew up on the block where my oh. grandmother lived. So Sylvia's grandson was one of my best friends, Shea uh-huh. Woods. So Shay's um, older brother, um, Lindsay, Lindsay worked for Def Jam. So this is 1988. I'm a teenager. This man is coming down the block, Mike, in a Def Jam varsity Ooh. jacket with Slick Rick. He worked on the Great Adventures oh, of Slick Rick. So Slick Rick was coming, like, pulling up to the block. How I would pull up to a block right now yeah. with Fab or with Khaled or yep. with J. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was like that. And this is 88. I've never seen, like, a real, real rapper right. like that. You know what I'm yep. saying? I mean, Jules. I mean, you know, Rick and it's was Rick. the flyest guy ever. Yeah. Like So... That was like another indication of like, holy shit, I got to do this. Like, I want to do this. So I was a little older, a teenager, but still just begging him and begging him. Uh, Lindsey, the guy who worked for Def Jam, but he looked at me like a little kid. He looked at me mm-hmm. like his little brother, his little cousin's best friend. Like, get out of here. Um, but yeah, so I, I just I just started chasing it in the sense of like anybody I knew connected to music I was like, hey, what could I do? Like, could I, I work for free? I don't care. Didn't know what an intern was, but, and then that led to like me being, let's say, a high school graduate, graduate, and like you know, young, nineteen, twenty, whatever, after high school, and my friends in my neighborhood got record deals. So Showbiz and uh. AG, um, the Legion, um, you know, these local Bronx groups, yeah. Um, and Black Sheep, which they weren't from the Bronx, but they were from North Carolina. Yep. But they moved and they lived in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. So Drez, Drez from Queens? I thought Drez was from Queens originally. He, well, he might be from Queens originally. And then they were living he, in North Carolina. He went to North Carolina to so live. This is and 91. That's he met. Nine, this is 91-ish, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where he met Long, I believe. Uh, yep. And then I guess when they came back, yep. Drez moved to the Bronx mm-hmm. right near where I used to live. So now I'm like the legion of my homeboys from my mm-hmm. block. I met, obviously, Showbiz and AG through them, and then I met Drez through them, and, like, this was my first shot of, like, having real, real friends that I could actually talk to and hang out with and go to shows with them, and that's where my musical journey really began, because mm. I, I served as, like, a street team member for them. Okay. By the way, without even knowing what street team was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, there wasn't really a term street team yeah. yet then. I mean, that shit didn't come till like, what, 94, 95-ish with Loud and everybody else? <laughs> exactly. And cut me off anytime I tend to ah, babble well, sometimes. That's the whole point, the is, is, um, is, is figuring all these things out. You know? It's because, you know, you look at where you are now, mm-hmm. right? Most people only know that part. Most people yeah, only yeah, see true. what you put on Instagram. Yeah. Most people only <laughs> yeah. know, right? Yeah. And obviously that, that's part of what we're supposed to do, right? You mm-hmm. don't show everything. Yeah. But, again, they think it's just, oh yeah, many, just that guy's always been there. F- funny enough, also, most people think, because of the generation, millennials, most people think I'm a photographer. Like, like oh. I'm a camera dude. Like, yeah, like, it's either like, I've, I've, <laughs> I've literally walked down hallways, like, at a concert, and been like, yo, that's Lenny S., that's Fabulous Homeboy. And then the next set of people would be like, yo, that's Lenny S., um, that's Khaled's engineer. Or, or just some crazy, you know, like, something like, yeah, random, yeah. like, that's Lenny S., that's Jay-Z's photographer, Beyonce's assistant. Like, just <laughs> mad, random. <laughs> but the most I get is photographer, or they'd be like, yo, you that camera dude, right? Like, you, you take pictures, and it's just like, yeah, for a hobby. Yeah, right? And then I, I, I'll, like, be on video sets, and, like, you know, I manage people, obviously, if, if you don't know, I manage people. And, like, um, you know, one of the video girls might be like 
I need to blah, 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 blah about, you know, today's shoot because I was told, and they'll be like, speak to him, speak to Lenny, like, you know, he's in charge or whatever. And they'll be like, the camera guy, I'm not speaking, like, I need to speak to somebody. And they're like, no, he manages fab. Like, this is this is his video. But, like, you know, people are just like, what? Yeah. You're taking pictures. Like, you're well, not. I mean, you're supposed to be bravado. You're supposed to tell everybody. You're supposed to be yelling around that I'm this guy. Most people don't have your kind of demeanor. Thanks, right, man. you know what I'm saying. Most yeah. people are really like, you know, they got to say who they are. Yeah, yeah. Let the week, the work speak for yourself. But that's why I want, that's why it's interesting to talk to people like yeah. you, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah no, I appreciate that. Why are you like that? You know, um, so you have friends, right? Yeah. So I had those friends, and uh, basically how I got started, how the real jump start. Long story short, is pretty much like I said earlier. We did so. Me and my man Bert was my best friend. Um, we did street team, I guess you know, duties and street team things that we didn't know were street teams. So mm-hmm. Bert worked in the mailroom for a company downtown. Okay. So at night when everybody went home, we'd go back in there. He had the keys back in the mailroom. He had obviously the sticker, like, you know, sticker pamphlets or whatever, or sticker papers. So we would print mm-hmm. Black Sheep, mm-hmm. Showbiz, and AG. Anybody that was down with us, we would print their either logo, name, new single, uh-huh. on like thousands of sheets yep. of stickered paper. Yep. Take those and everywhere around the city, everywhere we went with them, we'd post them up and stick them up and, and put them everywhere. And even like, you know what's funny? You know James Cruz? So James Cruz, guys, if you don't know, uh, OG veteran in the game, uh, worked with Chris Lighty, God bless, Violator, and uh, managed P. Diddy for yep. years, and his, his uh, resumes. Of, yeah. At that time... James Cruz was Drez Black Sheep's product manager. At, at Mercury. At, at Mercury. At Mercury, yeah, at yeah, yeah. Mercury. Yep. yeah, yeah. No, I remember so that, yeah. mind you, he doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know us. Yeah. He's seeing us put up this product that he didn't make. Yep. He had no, didn't approve. <laughs> so he was like, yo, what's like, you know, like he, he just was bugging out. Like, you know, it wasn't no thing. Drez always backed us up. I was like, nah, it's my guys. You know, and it was like, there was like a job for that. And that's how we started to learn. Like people were like, hey, we want to hire you. We want to, you know what I'm saying, use you. And I started to get, like, little accounts. You know, most of them free. They jerked us. We didn't know of what course. we were doing. I was happy just to be getting product from yep. a record company. And then that led, fast forward, to me meeting a guy named Super Mario uh, Pizzini. I think Mario's mm-hmm. last name is. Super Mario. Super Mario was the illest, mm-hmm. dopest street team promoter in New York City, tri-state area, whatever you want to call it. And Super Mario was like, yo, I've been seeing you around. You've been doing your thing. Um, I'm about to get this job with Puff. If I get it, I want you and your man Bert to be like on my team on some starting five shit. Like I'm mm-hmm. looking for the illest street team in uh, alive. And uh, he called me like two weeks later and was like, yo, Puff gave me the job. Bad boy, baby. Like, let's go. And I quit my job. I was working at a lighting company. Quit my job, went downtown. At my job, I was like, that's right, niggas, fuck that. I got it. Because everybody in my job was hating. Like, I was like, what? I told you I was going to make it. Music business. Out of here, niggas. Went to Bad Boy. Uh-huh. It was a street team internship. job. It was oh, internship. Street. No, same shit. It was no pay. <laughs> so here I am. I got a daughter, man. I'm quitting my job. It's no pay at Bad Boy. And I just said, fuck it. And I did it, and I ran with it, and we went on tour with Total, like three weeks later, Total One Twelve developed a relationship with them, shot pictures on tour. Just wasn't supposed to be. I was just supposed to be handing out. Oh, you started shooting pictures back then? Oh, you know, I have twenty five years worth of photos. I was just taking it again, hobby. Just like I'm here. Total's talking to the brat. I'm gonna. So when we get in that book. Oh out, yeah, I just met. Yeah, get a photo book. Then, I mean, man. Like, but yeah, yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that. But um, yeah, man. So um. 
as you can see, all the things start coming into play. Like, I always had a camera in my hand, always loved music, always was trying to turn it into something real. And, you know, Mario was the first one to actually make it something real for me, even though, like, it wasn't, like, a real pay, but, like, I was really in the office. I really got a bad boy jacket. I really got a plaque with my name. I really promoted with them for, like, you know, it only lasts, like, eight months or whatever. Um, but, like, he really gave me a shot, and I was in the office every day. I was in meetings with Puff. 19th Street, Like, right? yeah, 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 yep, 100%. Good memory. Yeah. And uh, that made me feel like, oh, shit, like, this is really, really, really possible. Because even before that, with, with Drez and Black Sheep and Showbiz and AG, they were my homeboys. So, like, there was no yeah, real job yeah, there. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like James Cruz or anybody from Mercury or anybody came was like, we want to give you a job. Like, you know, that was some homeboy shit, and we were just proud and happy to do it. Yep. Um, and it felt like we were on. You know what I mean? It was, but it was passion. It was new. It was yeah. fun. And it was perception. Something, yeah, it was right? something you like. Yeah. Right? Love. Like, yeah. And, well, love, right? So a lot of us don't get to do that. A lot of yeah. us stay on the other side at the lighting job <laughs> and look at the other side going, damn, I had friends that were artists or I knew somebody or I could have or I could rap or I could produce. Or I, and they don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that man. takes a different kind of mentality to be able to do that. But you kind of you kind of breezed over something. You had a kid in between all this. So, yeah. so how does I mean that obviously puts responsibility, right? Yeah. So having a kid, I had a kid at nineteen. And me too. Um, yeah, right. You know, I'm, yeah, I know a kid. Um, and as you know, you know, it's a real struggle. This is the good and bad thing about having a kid. Great thing is it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Bad thing for me, it took my tolerance level of like of a no tolerance, no excuse bullshit. It took that and it stuck with me for life. So, like, even now when I hear people, I'm this, I'm yeah. 28, and I just got out of whatever, I went to school, mm-hmm. and I just this, and I don't, and I'm trying, and I'm trying to figure it out. And it's like, again, no shade on any of that, but it's like, people are like out here single and like 25 to 35, figuring it out and trying to, and it's like, I was 19 with a kid yeah. with no job, just like, I'm gonna do this. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 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 I almost had no choice. Like I didn't get to no, go to college. You didn't have a choice. But that's the Yeah, point. I didn't have a choice. But I but I really told myself cuz I mean I could have, right? Like I could have gone and filled out applications mm-hmm. places and I could have done that. But I told myself like I can't do nothing else. Not that I can't. I don't want to. Like if it's not I was interested in photography at the time, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that was a real thing. I thought music was more real because I was actually touching it and I was yep, actually yep. touching the people who were in it. Photography, I was taking pictures, but the pictures weren't going anywhere. So that wasn't real to me. Um, so the music thing was like, this is a possibility. And then I told myself, like, you know what? I'm not stopping. And then when I quit and then I had no choice, then I was like, oh, it's really no choice now. I'm just going to be the best employee of the month at Bad Boy or wherever I'm at so that it does turn into a paycheck or what have you. So, um, so yeah, my, my, uh, whatever, I have a no tolerance, like, but no that takes, excuse. But that takes, that takes a lot, you know, to make that decision at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It could easily have been, I'm yeah. gonna get this job, I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And... Which most people do. Which most people do, right? And then you regret that shit. Yeah. Because you ain't shoot your shot. I was young, Mike, on the train... Looking at people that just look miserable. Bro, I think about that shit all the time. I when I, swear. I moved out here in 19. Okay. So I, I turned 19 right when I moved out here. And mm-hmm. I always looked at the, the train maps. And you look at them and, it, and you're talking about those rat experiments, right? Mm-hmm. With the mm-hmm. cheese. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> and, so, and so everybody goes to Manhattan to get the cheese. Yeah. And then they go back. Yeah. Right? But then, like you said, you look at them. I never wanted to ever have to be there on rush hour. That was yeah. my shit. For right? real. 
It's because for me, I, seeing all that negative energy and people just down, like, killed me, bro. Yeah. And, and Nasty. Yeah. Uh, it, and it's draining. It's uh, it's all of these things. And, and again, I don't take that away from anybody that does that. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, that's you their know, job. That's their livelihood. And they, they may be passionate about their job, and I hope they are. Yeah. But I'm saying for me personally, I used to look at it. It would depress me. Yo. I was like, I could never do that shit. Yeah. They just look, a lot, a lot of people look miserable. Like, you know, they hate going to their job. They hate going. And, you know, hey, we all got to make a living. Like, I get it. You know, and again, we all got to do what we got to do. I just wanted to do something that I loved. And then I figured that if I did something I love, I'd be at least happy. And even if that wasn't going great, at least you were doing something you were passionate about. Because imagine when you hate it and then you, it's like you dread it every yeah. day, bro. Yeah. You gotta get up to go somewhere that you don't wanna be for hours and they tell you when. That was another thing I had uh, that I had a problem with. Um, you tell me when I gotta eat lunch or you tell me mm. when I gotta take a break or you tell me when I gotta leave or what day I get off. Like, I, huh? Like, I just, I, I didn't comprehend that, man. And then I saw, um, uh, whatever year Crush Groove was, that was another thing, another, like the mark of the right? indication, yeah. 87? Of, yeah. Of Crush Groove was, like, another, like, oh, nah, this is it. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Because you got to see the different layers. You got to see all of them really come up and how they made it, right? But then you got to see, like, even young LL in Crush Groove, mm -hmm. like, doing his auditions and, like, you got to see, you know, Beastie Boys coming out for the, the showcase, even New Edition. Yeah. You know what I'm Fat saying? Boys. New Edition coming yeah. to Fat Boys. Like, you really got to see the journey and, like, obviously have more love and more respect for the culture. And then, then later on, fast forward, seeing, like, Russell Simmons show up to, like, galas in... Maybe a tux jacket and Adidas. And maybe like, a tux jacket, whatever he maybe wanted. A, a fucking fat farm sweater. <laughs> like, and I thought. <laughs> and shell toes. Exactly. And I thought that too was like, don't get me wrong, I love dressing up. I love, but it's like, if I don't want to, like, I'm a self made, whatever, thousandaire, millionaire. I'm a self made, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, I own my own company. I'm, I don't have to conform to your rules of what, you know, we have to do. And I just think. That was another thing that just hooked me. And, like, you know, we work in the entertainment business, bro. We could really do what we want. We could dress how we want. We could show up when we want. We could leave when we want. And, you know, you know that. Was that Were you always like that? Or was that something that you grew into? Or was that somebody that taught you that? Um, like, to just... Grow? It's something that I learned along the way in watching. And it's something that I learned from experience. Having a job. Meaning having a job and, like... Oh, just uh, seeing those people. I got to, yeah, mm -hmm. I got to... And then watch seeing the people. And then myself, like getting up to work early every day and being there when they said, and and let's say I wanted to go to, like, Baltimore for the weekend because my friend said it was, like, Howard Homecoming or whatever. Like, you know, it's like I can't get off work till this, and then I can't. It's like it was just all this, like, can't, can't, can't. Like, nah, I want to be able to move when I'm on. And by the way, being in the entertainment business would have my schedule to be in Howard Homecoming yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that to me was like, mm -hmm. I get to go all these places that I already want to go. pay me and that I want to go to anyway. So that was another thing that was like traveling. Traveling meant more to me than like making money. It's like I'm doing music. Music is right changing the world. Yep. Music is is dictating is the moods of all of us. Yep. Like, you know, sad, happy, wedding song, gym song, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Train song. And then, like, traveling. Like, we get to do tours. We get to go uh, shoot videos in different places. And, and I just thought that was, like, what? You was, take care of it? But was travel from the, not from the Bronx? That was from, what, when you started meeting Dreads and all them? Or when they were traveling? Yeah. So I, I would take little trips regardless. Like, if, okay. like, like, so even, like, I fresh out of high school, you know, I was never the type to, like, 
not want to leave the block. I had a lot of homeboys that just didn't want to leave the block. Yeah. Like that's what I'm asking. It's yeah, the Bronx. Not, yeah, not even Manhattan. Yeah, like they'd be like, "Yo, you be downtown? How that shit is, bro?" Like, like I'm like, "What, my nigga? This <laughs> it's like down, like it's not even like it's a plane, like it's like a train ride." But like people, you know, they they get content and they get like you know comfortable in their surroundings, and, and, and that's fine too. But it's just like I just. I wanted more, and if I saw the Eiffel Tower in a picture, like, I wanted to go there. If I saw, mm-hmm. you know, I heard about a Philly cheesesteak, like, I wanted to go there and try it. If I heard about the Baltimore, then the crabs in Baltimore and the crab fest, like, I just wanted to do all these things. And Miami Beach, like, yo, you got to go to Miami Beach. It's crazy. Yeah. So, like, you know, I started going through seminars. So, like, how could I be down? <laughs> so any seminar I heard about, me and my man would either take a Greyhound or just what was the first one? save up. How could I be down, I think, was, or Jack the Rapper. Whichever came first. Jack the Rapper came first. So Jack the Rapper yeah, was Orlando. my first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jack the Rapper was my first. and crazy memories there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, right, you hear... I was in the elevator. Oh, see? That time. With the, wow. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> and then I was there for the, the boot camp, first boot camp. Oh, wow. That whole beef. Jeez. Yeah, with Mystical's crew and Duck Down. Wow. Yeah, that was a good one. It was a moment. Yeah, those were, those were crazy times, though. There's again, no more I'm, seminars, right? Mm, I mean, I mean, not like, I mean, like, I mean, I like what Complex Con is the <laughs> I new. I Puff, but, but, he, but the, what he does oh, is yeah, yeah, Revolt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Revolt is closest. That's probably the I'm closest right, yeah. to what it was. And like Complex, but like even Complex Con is like, which is amazing, but it's like, that's not, that's light no, years ahead of, that's, that's not that. shopping, though. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's hype. It's like a hype dream. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally different, but it's like, I guess it's, one of the closer things to even get to like but except with the other seminars you were learning you were there were panels there were you know it was less about concerts and obviously merch and shit like that it was more about learning the business and um, having executives and artists or directors speak on panels to teach you about you know what they they learn yeah Yeah. everything and then all the different people you can meet them and you know you pay to get in that was the thing actually that's how i got out here was the gavin oh wow so I was the Gavin's from San Francisco. Yeah. Right? That's where the office is located. Oh, wow. I started sneaking in there in 1990. Wow. Right? By 92, I started, like, meeting people. I think 91, I met Bobito. Wow. He was the first person I met that gave me a business card. Which was probably, like, gold <laughs> to you. Yeah, with Def Jam, when he was doing radio promotions, right? And so he was at the door for one of the Def Jam events. My fake ID was Michael Suarez, <laughs> which is his best friend's name. No way. Yeah. And wow. so that's how me and Bob got cool. Wow. And then when I ended up moving out here, we were cool. I used to go to the radio show, all that mm-hmm. shit. And then 25 years later, I ended up doing the merch for the movie. Wow. Right? They all kind of it all full comes around. But the joint I got offered the internship at was a showcase, right? So this is the showcase. This is 92. Mm-hmm. So it was UMCs, New York. Wow. Um, Redman, New Jersey, mm-hmm. Black Sheep, North Carolina, Arrested Development, Tennessee, wow. Crisscross, Atlanta, um, uh, Twister, Chicago, um, Far Side, LA, Damn. Spice One, and uh, uh, Hyro from Oakland, right? And so think about this, 92, right? Before that, mm-hmm. name groups from other states besides New York. California and yeah. then Texas with Ghetto Boys and then Miami. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Besides that, we really didn't. Yeah, because Naughty and them came '93. But that's Jersey. That's yeah, still yeah, New yeah, York. Yeah, 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 you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying, but I'm saying like yeah, outside like North Carolina, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You know what wow. I'm saying? So that to me was the first time hip hop became like this national thing. It had national representation. Yes, a national voice now. Because yeah. remember, the reporting was mainly from New York. Yeah. 
right? Everybody, you got, you know, a couple people in Oakland now, you got too short, mm-hmm. right? But besides that, it wasn't anything, you know, at NWA. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that was, like, the explosion. Think about it. So I moved out here in 19. Most videos were about five to $25,000. That was the budget. Yeah. Fast forward to... What, 90, was it 98? What was Buster Rhymes and Janet? That was like 98, 99, 97, yeah. 90, something like that. A million? That was two, a million. million. No, two million. That yeah. was a two million. That was a two million. Which was, which like was insane. Like a making a movie. Yeah, right? So we went from when I moved out here in 92 being told, wow. enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. It's not real music. Wow. It's a fad. It's misogynistic. It's violent. It's all this negative shit to 98 DMX putting two albums, number number one albums out in one same year. Same year. Right? One year, yeah. To looking at, no, same year, 98. Yeah, yeah. To looking at, you know, our top, Billboard top 10, 200, is, mm-hmm. is five, six, seven, eight hip-hop artists. Like, in that short yeah. period. And then from there, it kind of exploded, right? So you're saying 93, we'll get back in here. Like, mm-hmm. what was it, 93, 94, you sort of, but bap, 94 was bad. 90, right? 95. That was so 95? Like, okay. They, so they're already on fire. Okay. They're on fire. It's 95, and, fire, fire, fire. So my only issue, problem, that bothered me back then was I didn't help this. I didn't help build this. I was mm. helping along the process. I was helping along the way. But Mario came in later. Remember, like, they had, yep. like, Big June. And yep. they had a bunch of guys there. Um... So, like, we were kind of like the new regime, you know what I'm saying? Which was still cool, but, and I wore it with pride. But, like, when I sat at night, I looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, I can't. I wear the bad boy jacket with pride, but I can't really, like, I can't talk shit. I just got here. Like, these guys mm-hmm. built this already. And that bothered me. And I wanted to be somewhere where I could help build. But bothered you in a, not in a bad way. We don't want this to sound like negative. Yeah, not it in a bad way. bothered you in a motivational, like, no, I, motivation. I see something bigger for my, like. Thank you. Yeah. You said it better. Um, yeah, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be a real uh, part of what was, you know, what, what they had created. And it was already, it was already there. It's just like if like, you know, if I went around really, really bragging, it's like, you know how a lot of guys in this, people in this music business jump labels every mm-hmm. other year. And most of the time they jump labels, everything at that label is amazing, it's hot, it's dope. And it's like, bro, I've been with Jay 21 years. Like, I don't, I don't jump. Nothing wrong with it. People get jobs. People got to survive. Me personally, you know, you got to give a disclaimer for everything these days because you always sound like you're hating on something else. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, for me personally, I wanted to ride with, like, you know, one crew. I wanted to ride, like, with, you know, and be a part of one journey and one success and one. Not that I can't do other things, but, like, I I, I wasn't a jump around label to label and then wherever label I'm at, it's dope there, and this is my shit, and this is the best. And it's like, nah, because I actually take real, real pride. They're not jobs to me. They're movements. Yeah, this yeah. is lifestyle to me. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Jay, I was always a big fan of Jay, even beforehand. I was always a lyric guy. Beforehand what? Beforehand, meaning before I worked with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, thought, I, was like, I was like, before he came out? Like, no, 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 you know, no. So, so you know before, <laughs> before I actually met him and worked with him. Mm-hmm. So like when he was on Big Daddy Kane's album okay. and Jazzo's album and... um. Um, uh, the original flavor. Original flavor. Like I was like, this nigga's crazy. And then he dropped in my lifetime, mm-hmm. and in my lifetime did it for me. I saw the video, Cristal, like, <laughs> like, like I didn't even know at that time. This is how crazy it is, right, Mike? I didn't know at that time what a budget was and who paid for it and who paid for the video. You know, you assume the record label. That video to me just looked like these niggas did this shit. 
Like mm. like like I don't I didn't even know what they were on. They were like Polygram at the time. I don't know what Pay, payday payday right? payday. Because pay, no, yeah, it was no, before it's a, no, free, freeze priority, right? Freeze priority. Right? That's what that That's was what, on. You're yeah, right. Freeze. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what freeze was. Come on, bro. It just looked like they put up their own money, mm -hmm. and that had me again in awe of like I want to do that. I want to be a part of that. And um, so 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 cool. I'm at Bad Boy, right? I'm at Bad Boy. Christmas time comes. Um, I get a check for $250. This is like the Christmas ball. I'm thinking I'm going to get like paid, paid. I get a check for $250, which is even still like, whatever, pretty dope. I got my bad boy jacket with the Chanel patch and my name in it. And I got the plaque of like the records that we had worked. So as a hip hop fan and as a person who's like, this is all, all I wanted in my whole life was a plaque. I, I didn't even know money. I saw plaques in walls. Mike, and all I wanted was a plaque. I wanted a gold or platinum album in my house. There's nothing else you could tell me. I didn't care about money. I didn't care about salary, career, 401k. No, I didn't know what that was. I wanted a record that said, like, yo, you did this or you helped this. So I got all those things. And again, I still felt, like, a little empty. And I went to, I had a street team account, promotion account at, Priority Records, I think. My man Ray Ray was there. And Ray Ray, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to go get my check from him because it was Christmas. I'm trying to collect. And they said Ray Ray quit. And I'm like, what? Quit? He owes me money. Like, he owes us money. And he was like, we don't know. He wants to go work for some company, Rockefeller Records. So I was like, oh, that's the Jay-Z guy. Yeah. Like, I'm good. Uh -huh. Like, I know Ray. Like, I'm good. I went, went down, found out, hit him up, found out where the office was. He was like, come through. I'm at Rockefeller now. I'm doing radio. There's only five of us here. It was like Ray Ray, Biggs, Dame, obviously Jay, uh, Christy Clifford, who's a manager now, Rock oh, Nation, yeah, yeah, yeah. who managed Capri, and like somebody else. And he's like, yo, just a few of us, small company, but come through. I got you. We go through, me and my man Bert, same guy. And we're like, yo, I'm, I'm like, Ray, this is Rockefeller. Like, I love Jay. Like, this is where I want to be. And he's like, bet, I'm, I'm going to set you up. I'll set you up with Dame. He sets me up, like, for an interview or whatever. He's like, yo, Dame, I got these kids. They want to be on the street team. And Dame was looking for street team people, all that. I go in the room, and it's Jay, Dame, and Biggs. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not prepared for no interview with all three of the, you know, owners of the company. Jay immediately shits on me. Like, from jump. Like, yo, nah, he's a bad boy. Because Jay would see me in the clubs promoting uh, with the bad boy jacket on some, like, bad boy. Uh -huh, so he was like, nah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, nah, we looking for, like, we looking for Rockefellers. He was like, nah, we good. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I quit. Because I really quit. I was like, I left. And by the way, they thought I was crazy. At Bad Boy, on Christmas, I, like, when I heard Ray Ray was there, I did the same thing I did at the lighting <laughs> company. I quit immediately <laughs> thinking I was good. I hadn't even spoke to Ray yet. I quit bad boy thinking I'm good. So Jay dissed me and I begged and I was like, yo, I'm telling you I'm not there no more. He was like, nah, nah, but that's bad boys in your heart. We don't, we, we fine. We good over here. And then after that, I told Ray, let me get your, let me get any product that you make. So any dead presidents, anything that they, this is Rockefeller was just starting any product that you make, give it to me. I'm going to do it anyway. And he was like, you sure? Cause they said, no, I said, just give it to me and let me know everywhere Jay's performing. So I popped up everywhere he was at. And they didn't have, they never ended up getting the street team. So I mm. popped up everywhere outside giving stuff out. And it's just, he kind of like, you know, brushed it off once or twice. And then after a minute was just like, fine, like, let's go. Because I was going everywhere on my own. I don't care if they had a show in Philly. I got on the bus, went down, 
giving out stuff outside. And for them, they're like coming out seeing product. They don't have a street team. They're like, Ooh, what? Who's putting a product outside? So that's how I got like the respect or the, you know, to show Jay where my loyalty was and what I was really trying to do. And mm-hmm. then I got me and my man Bert end up being the head of the Rockefeller street team and got a check and we got to hire our own street team crew. Wow. And that's how the Rockefeller Records journey started. And how old were you? Um, that was 96, so... How <laughs> was I in 96? <laughs> I'm 44 now. Uh, 22. Yeah. Right? Because I was 23 in 96. Um, that's how I started. That was my journey. That's I mean, that crazy. was my... Yeah, but to... to all right, but, but you had no idea of how to do that shit, right? As far as... The rules, right? So you just, what gave you the fucking idea to just go do this shit for free and just go do this shit? Well, because I remember I did it with, um, like, Black Sheep and Showbiz and all of them. So I kind of knew was your, But that was your boys already just True. doing it, right? Like, to, to do it, to, to have somebody mm-hmm. you look up to shit on you and shut you down yeah. and just be like, nah, and then just go, I'm still going to do this. And not only am I going to do it, not just in the city, I'm yeah, going to go yeah. travel to other spots. Yeah. Put my money there. Yeah. Like, you invested in your whole future at that point is what I'm trying to say, right? Yes. I really, Mike, I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm going to be on it. I didn't think Rock was going to throw this big, but I knew Rock was going to be something. I just felt like Rock could be a bad boy, right? So, and I hadn't helped. Remember, I skipped, I lost those whatever few years of bad boy to be able to be there from the beginning like all those guys were Harf Pierre and June Balloon and Shanga yep. like I wasn't there for that stuff so I wanted to be who they were at another company and I thought that Rock was it because I thought that Jay was the shit I mean I, 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 I know guess you're, you're I mean, kind of right and it's, and it's, a, it's, it's an argument and it, <laughs> I thought Jay was even better than Big like at the time like, I, like you know Big said stuff like you know Got the Versace on, and Jay said stuff like the Medusa head turned to the stone. Like, it, he just was like intricate to me, and mm-hmm. it was just like, there's two ways you could always say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one's gonna say it like, you Direct. know, very clever, and one's gonna say it very, uh, just a more simple manner. Both amazing MCs, both amazing artists, but like, I just believed everything Jay. Mm-hmm. I believed the video of In mm-hmm. My Lifetime. I also saw them standing outside people back in the day well it still happens but back in the day it was like a thing to go to like the new york car show yeah so when the new york car show would come to like jacob javits center in new york uh there would be like people promoting from record labels outside whether it was like p rock and seal smooth stuff it just there were like street team people out because this was like the place to be the girls were there the guys were there cars were outside playing music and i saw jay and damon them outside the the um, car show giving out the In My Lifetime disc with little baby bottles of Moet. Like, as promo items, my G. Little baby bottles of Moet. In 95. What? In 95? Yes. So, like, all those things to me were like, what the... I wanted to be a part of that, bro. So, I again, I didn't think it was going to be this big, but I definitely thought Jay was going to be something. I thought Rock was going to be something, and I took my chance. Yeah, but that's a that's a hell of a shot, bro. Betting on yourself, right? Like like like, like, like Vegas says, says, right? Yeah, yeah. betting like, yourself. Bet on yourself, hundred percent. You know, and that's something. I mean, but that's in, that's something that's kind of inherent in that whole crew, right? I think everybody yeah. that's really stayed the nucleus in that crew, yep. whether it was his family from Jump or the people that formed Rock, yep. it's all kind of that, yeah. right? And I think that's something you guys kind of carry as your ethos, 
Yeah. Right? It's, it's really like, nah, we betting on us. Like, And it's a dual bet. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we're betting on us, right? Because we're betting on ourselves yep. individually because everybody has their own thing going on. And then we also all collectively bet on Jay, which we know, like, is for us, is guaranteed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, mean, no, seriously, like, I mean, yeah, at this point. <laughs> at this point for real. So, so from street team, though, I mean, obviously your roles changed over the years yeah. and, and many other people came in, right? <clears throat> so street team uh, at Rockefeller, I do that for a year. I mean, a year of, like, going hard. Dame gives us the Mercedes Benz. We put mm -hmm. the Rockefeller the logo eye. on it. The buggy eye. We're around the city. We're traveling. We're straight, right? Uh, again, I was pretty ambitious. I wanted more. After about a year, I got bored. And Dame actually noticed me being bored and was like, what's up with you? You don't got the same, you know, is that like like funk? Like, like we, we I need you. Like, what's going on? And I was just like, I felt like I was hitting my head in the ceiling. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many more posters can I put up? How many more cassettes or CDs could I give out? How many more? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, and he was like, so what you want to do then? And I was like, I really, I want to do music. And I was like, you're not going to make me an A&R because I've never been an A&R. An A&R usually either gets put on by somebody that believes in them or comes from another company from working on artists and albums. And I don't have any of that. And he was like, you want to be an A&R? Fine. Hip hop needs help. You're going to be an A&R. <laughs> <laughs> My first session was a week later, it was me, Hip Hop, Jay, Memphis Bleak, G. Roberson, and a producer named Mahogany, and we did the uh, song, It's All Right. Mm. And that was, so, so, Hip Hop was working on Jay's album, whatever we was working on at the, t at the time, sorry, and then he was like, Hip Hop can't handle both albums, you do The Streets Is Watching soundtrack. And that was my first that project, was and that was the first single off of The Streets Is Watching. So my first session was like, It's All Right. Like, it was crazy. And I, again, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to pick this. Producer. But G was, you know, was one of our partners. We were A&R partners. G. Roberson managed Mahogany, the producer. Mm -hmm. So it was like, yo, G, come through. Bring your producer. You know what I'm saying? Like, And then, um, obviously, Oblique come through the studio. Jay, you know, Jay was kind of coordinating as well. And um, we came up with those records, and that was my first project. in uh, is I mean, yeah, Streets is Watching soundtrack. Was my first A and R project, and since you kind of just jumped into it, obviously it wasn't "quote unquote" artists and repertoire, as mm -hmm. they the stand industry standard would say, right? What were you kind of? What did you have to do? Like, you know what I had to do? I had to do, and I mean this in the most positive way. This is how I took my shot. I had to do everything hip hop didn't want to do. So hip hop, if you guys don't know, you should know if you are a hip hop person <laughs> and you listen to music. Hip hop is one of the best, dopest. A&Rs in the music business, music executives, I would say now, but started out as an A&R, and he was the one who started out with Jay, A&R and Jay albums, and then we ended up doing them together eventually, but hip-hop was like, and also one of the youngest A&Rs, because he was Big's yeah. brother, so again, like I said, you either get put on by somebody you know, or from your resume, so that was Big's brother, it was like, yo, he knows music, or he likes music, let him A&R, he was picking dope beats, so hip-hop loved creative, Hated administrative. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I just wanted to be in AR so bad, right? I just wanted to be in the studio so bad. I would do anything the other person didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. So that was fine to me. Like hip hop didn't want to do nothing paperwork, nothing with lawyers, nothing with sample clearances. So I was like, hip hop, I got you. Mm -hmm. And that's how I developed every relationship from Big John to every attorney, to every big publisher, to every lawyer, every manager. And that's how I developed, even learned how to develop relationships. Did you did you see that from that opportunity? Because when I, it, it looks crazy now because that's an advantage, right? Super advantage. In, in a crazy way. Because most people are going to say, no, I want to be next to the artist. 
I want to deal with the producers. I just want to be in the session saying I'm here. You know, so I got to I'm and Ring. You're right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. Again, <laughs> I'm not gonna front. Like, like I, at the at the time, these things are happening. These are 20 over 20 years ago. At the time, I'm not like, oh, I'm gonna develop my relationships. I, like I don't know this stuff. I'm just like, all I knew was, I can get in the studio by doing this, and I can get close and be a part of the project and get my name on the project. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. I don't care if it's sitting there writing lyrics. And that's what I did. I wrote all the lyrics. I. But you knew to do, that's my point though, it's like, you knew to do that, is to fill that <laughs> gap, right? Where yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. don't want to do that, because it right. sounds or feels lesser than what they're dreaming for, yep. right? But in order to get there, you got to build that foundation, right? You got to take whatever shot you can get. 100% right. And especially the spot like a Rockefeller, where you're talking about building from the ground up. Not only building from the ground up, but very insular. Yeah. Like, yeah. there was no outsiders allowed in there. No. Nope. Like... Very quiet. Tighten it, yeah. Right? Super family. Yeah. You got to, and, and again, but in a family, you got to play your position. And sometimes you don't have a position, you got to find it and fill yep. that gap. And I don't think a lot of people approach things that way because their ego is saying. Most don't. You know what I'm saying? You're right. I just want to. My other pet peeve with the generations after us. And again, I, I like to try to obviously always inspire, always school, always help, and not sound, you know, at our age. <laughs> You know, I mean, you're still successful. You always will be. You've done almost everything in the entertainment business. You're secure, Mike. You know, you know, you know everything. I'm learning. No, I mean, we're always still learning. But I mean, like, (laughs) you have experience. You have, you know, you have time in the game, and you're still the same guy that I from when I met, right? And my point is, I'm sure you would have done most or all of the things I would have in your own kind of way, like you did, right? You have your own journey. And it's like there's there's it's just nothing but humility, you know what I mean? And I think mm. that's why guys like you and I are here. And when I say things like, I don't like the way these people do this, or I don't have a tolerance for this, it's it's just a small pet peeve because it's not really a thing, right? I'm not out the game, salty like, yeah, y'all young niggas, y'all don't really. It's, <laughs> no, it's not that at all. I'm still here, like I'm and I'm still popping, by the way. So like, oh, just a little, bit. you know what I'm saying? Like, little, I'm still popping a little, a little bit, a little bit. So it's like, <laughs> it's not that. It's just like. I be I work with people. They don't want to move a box over because it's like I ain't I ain't doing that. And it's just like, bro, if Jay wanted Wendy's, guess who was going to Wendy's? Yeah. If Dame needed something from Def Jam, guess who was going to Def Jam? Yeah, if somebody needed, you know, to pour water to the MTV exec, like I did and will do any, and, and I still do it. Yeah. If I mean, I'm with Jay and he's with B and B wants a tuna fish sandwich with jalapenos. I'm cutting jalapenos. Like, I don't care. And that's same for B's assistant or Meek's homeboy or I'm, it don't matter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I treat everybody the same and I'm there to accommodate, you know what I'm saying? Like, who I need to accommodate to and that's everybody. So, I've just always come with this humility of just like, it's all good. Like, whatever I got to do. We was in Coachella last year, whatever, and we was going to the show and we obviously had more people than we was supposed to have that could fit in the SUVs. So my first thing was like, fuck it, open the bottle, I just jump in the trunk. And everybody's like, no, you're tripping. You're letting, yes, you can't <laughs> sit in the trunk. And I'm like, what? My G, we got to get there, right? We don't have another SUV. We're at Coachella. There's no, if not, yeah. we're going to be waiting for an Uber for four hours. Let's go. Like, it's just, but I've argued with other people. Like, if let's say I'm already in the front, I'm like, yo, let's just jump in the back and we'll just, we'll be to the house in 10 minutes. I ain't jumping in no back mm-hmm. or I'm not jumping in the third row yeah. in the middle. There's just like all these dumbass, yeah. cool, too cool rules. Like, you're not jumping in the third row 
in the middle? Yeah. Meanwhile, you're not even appreciating the what? Thinking, thinking about where you're at right now or who you're with or where you're going. Thank <laughs> hey, you, Mike. So those things bother me. The things that bother me is just like, if you're not willing to do whatever for the win, we're here for Khaled. So I don't care where I'm sitting, what I'm doing. If I got to hold Khaled's mic because he doesn't want to hold it, I, I'm going to hold him. Like, I don't care. But that's selfless, right? Where a lot of us are selfish. Right? We think about ourselves and put ourselves first, mm -hmm. right? And and how are we gonna look? You know what I mean? What, how are we gonna look? But Joe, you're not here for you. We're not. But not here, here for, for you. You ain't got the you ain't got the makeup on. You're not going on Jesus. stage. You're not performing. I mean shit. Yo, last night, la last minute, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. you tell me come through. Yep. Standing room only, but just yep. meet me outside. I'm like, yo, I'm there. You're like, I'm on the train. Yeah. Wait, Lenny S takes the train? <laughs> Definitely take the train. I'm like, okay. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, walks up. After the show, Lenny has put some chairs up. Folds yeah, some chairs, like, puts them to the side. Helps good. people. But, but Lenny S doesn't have to do that, right? Like, Lenny S is Lenny S. But the incredible thing is, like you said, you never changed. Yeah, you always thanks. had thanks, that man. same desire, that same push. And really, like you said, that humility. Yeah. Which you, for somebody that just looked at your Instagram, Yeah. Or your social media yeah, 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 would yeah, yeah. never, ever yeah, yeah, believe yeah, yeah, yeah. you're this person, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you like, gotta actually read a caption to see, like, oh shit, he's actually. And then most people don't read captions. But I even. I, <laughs> no, no, even, no, what you mean. But even beyond that, dude, like, the perception, gonna, what the it looks perception like. of what yeah. that looks like yeah. versus who you are and what every, like, not everybody, a lot of other people would do in mm -hmm. your position. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just to add on to that, um, when I came in the business and I met a couple of people and I started developing relationships, there were people that either like were in the business. Some of them I even knew from like my neighborhood, like or, or met before. Or, doesn't matter. In or out of the, uh, in or out of. The, if I knew them, in or outside of the business, I was going to meet with them, either for jobs. For I was also trying to become an artist at one point. So like, demo oh, meetings. Yeah. Was, oh wait, wait, I nah, didn't know that's, about that's, this. Nah, wait, nah, that's a that's a, thing. that's a whole other thing. But um, <laughs> but my demo, point bro. is like, I was I was uh, meeting with a bunch of people that I'm not gonna lie to you, Mike, held me in lobbies for hour hour and a half, um, made me wait two hours just to have an assistant come back and be like, oh, today's not gonna work. I mean, all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And again, not hey, people get busy, they get, but some of it I'm sure was real, and some of it was bullshit, yep. right? So from that, I learned, and I just thought, you know what? If I ever make it, I'm I'm not doing that. Like I'm not. Like I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've canceled a meeting before, of course. I've. Nah, but I mean, but you know what I mean. Like I'm I'm not gonna just do some like Hollywood, like they could wait type. Or you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm 15 minutes late, I'm apologetic. Like I'm. It, it's I don't take nobody's nothing for granted, and I just and I'm you know, I want to make sure like I treat everybody with respect and like and it's like I promise myself, and then that's the main reason. I promise I would have also put people on. I knew people that were in the business, that had jobs, that had labels, that I would beg to work for free. Like, that's the thing. It's like, damn, if you could deny, if you need somebody for free, if you could deny somebody a free opportunity, like, we can't hire everybody. That's impossible. You know, there's hundreds of people asking me for jobs. We can't do that. But if the time comes along where we are looking for somebody for free and somebody seems ambitious and hungry and responsible and reliable and we give them a shot, like... It's free. It's a shot. And it's like, I got denied that all the time. Mm -hmm. So that was also another one of my duties now. And I put on everybody from directors, photographers, uh, guru, I'm partially responsible for 
you know, just a lot of people that like, yo, this is this person's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like that's I'm I'm putting them on, or I'm helping, or, or I'm connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. And um, I pride myself on that, on just like giving people a shot. That's all I needed was a shot. Yeah, I would go to everybody, bro. I knew like Tone and Poke from Trackmasters early on, and I remember Tone I got like a a deal. They had a deal with like Sony or Epic mm-hmm. or whoever it was, Columbia, Columbia yep. maybe. And I was like, yo, Tone. I knew Tone through our artist, Pudgy the Fat Bastard. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, Tone, please give me a job, bro. I know I can make it in here. And, I, and he's just like, yo, we don't got nothing right now. I'm like, freeze. Like, yo, it's tight. You know what I mean? Like, damn. I was like, I used to walk around, like, depressed. Like, I can't get a free job. Hmm. Like, a free job. So that's that was another thing that drove me very hard to just, like, the opportunity with Jay and the opportunity with Bad Boy was just like, I don't care. You could pay me zero ninety nine and give me a bag of potato chips. I'm going to do this as if I'm getting paid six figures a year. That's how I was my mentality. But that's, you know, people dream about having that mentality, yo. Like, that drive is is a lot. That drive keeps you focused, that drive. And then and then to, to be able to have the humility, like you said, man. That's because that's I think that's kept you in a position to keep, I mean, as corny as it sounds, keep winning. No, no, no. Right? Or keep trying is, at least. Is, is because, well, no, Clark says you strive. You don't try. Got it, got it, got it. You try. Keep striving. striving. Keep striving. That's That's, yeah. Trying right? sounds like... Trying sounds like, trying sounds like it, it, it's a, a weight to failure. Yeah, 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 yeah and that's exactly yeah. what he said. Yeah. Right? I'm trying not to fail. I'm trying yeah. not... You know what I mean? Yeah. No, strive. Like, strive. keep striving. You're moving. You're constantly going for that shit. You know? But Mike, everybody's too cool these days, bro. But it's not, I don't think it's not. It's not these <laughs> days, though. I, it's it's a general, bro. I had to work through this shit. Like mm-hmm. I I had the problem, like you know, not being able to trust what I was doing or mm-hmm. to have the humility, yeah. right? Because I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. I was out here, so I was out here by myself, right? Mm-hmm. No family, nobody else. I didn't mm-hmm. have the block. I didn't have any of that. Yeah. Right. So for me, didn't go to school. There's no roadmap for life in general, but there's definitely no roadmap for the music industry that we was in At in all. 92. Zero. We was flying by the fucking seat of our pants. We was <laughs> yeah. trying anything. Yeah. We was going anywhere. Like, everything was brand new. It was the first time. So that uncertainty, right, plus me making, I'm calling fucking radio stations getting shut down every day. DJs, yo, yeah. can you play this Diamond D record? Can you play this OG record? <laughs> can you play this scientific record? They're like, who? They're what? like, What? And I'm, I'm with my notepad, my phone, I'm dialing, I'm getting shot down. Nope, nope. Did the record <laughs> get played? Nope. How many spins did you get? Ten? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It, you, so you're going through all that. And then, you know, you get let go. So it's, where do you learn to just keep that shit going? That's, and that shit is great, yo. Yeah. You know? I ain't gonna lie, now that you said it and you get let go, that was another fear of mine of, you know, and again, going retracting back from earlier of like people jumping around labels some people had to because some people also were getting let go from certain labels that didn't give a shit about them and they had to go to other labels so it necessarily wasn't them jumping around sometimes it was a better opportunity sometimes like it's all good either way but my fear and my problem was like oh shit i'm not trying to work for like you know rca records and then they just decide ah we don't need them anymore yeah you know what i'm saying i'm not trying to work for you know, these record companies who are like, and I felt comfortable, I felt secure, I felt, you know, I felt like a part of a family with Jay and with Rockefeller and mm-hmm. was like, you know, I still worked hard, and still did what I had to do to keep my job, but there was still a certain sort of intimacy that was there and like, you know, closeness and like, you know, just intimate family-oriented label that, you know, I could imagine every other, you know, 
starting of a Cash Money or a starting of a Bad Boy or starting of a, you know, No Limit or whatever that felt like, you know what I'm saying? Where it was all like, you know, we in this together, you know, until you expand. But like, that was my fear. Like, I'm not going to go to these record companies. And after a while, I would get the offers and I would get the, and I was like, and they'd offer me triple what I was getting paid at Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. I'm and sure I'm sure you, anybody sure else got... would have been like, yeah. I'm getting paid 40 grand, whatever, a year at Rockefeller. Back then, people was like, yo, I'll give you six, like six figures back then sounded like, what? Yeah. And I would turn like, Without a problem, like right. I'm not. What the minute you don't either like a record I do or like me or just like or 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 somebody else comes in play like a C new CEO yep. or a new you know uh, the new black music regime comes yeah, in yeah and, and like and they, yeah. and they have their own crew yeah and yeah. they're like you know thanks but no thanks so I try to avoid that as well. Was it always family for you there or did you have to work your way into being accepted after the um, AR thing? Was it always good after that? Dame was always cool, right? Dame was like. Dame is like, and, and I mean this in a in a positive way. Like, you don't, you matter. But like, meaning like, if you're gonna work hard and go do your thing, then you matter. And if you're gonna bullshit, then yeah, you yeah. don't matter. Like, like I'm gonna be here. Like Dame, I'm gonna be here regardless. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be here. Rock is in like whatever he was working on at the time. Like, I'm, you know, what his drive was like. So yeah. like, he was like, what? I don't. They're gonna come and go. And I seen hundreds of people come and go. Jay was obviously more reserved and super cool and. Me and Jave, me and Jave, me and Jay developed a relationship super early because uh, I shadowed hip hop, and I shadowed Jay. He was the main artist, so everywhere he went, I was there. If it was a video, if it was a session, if it was a, and then I got in the A and R. So you know, at that time, back in the day, like, like any artist, most well, a lot of artists spend most of their time in the studio, you know, yep. working on albums and shit, and just hanging out in general. It was like a cool place to be. So I was shadowing Jay, so we developed a great relationship super early. And um, I became a part of, like, the entourage of, like, mm -hmm. you know, just, like, Jay's travel party. Like, legit travel party. Yep. And then um, Biggs was the only one that was, like, it took a while. Like, there wasn't, like, no family. You know, Biggs was uh, super, um, not even reserved, but, like, he's reserved. But, like, he was, uh, what would you call it? Intimidating? Like, super intimidating. <laughs> but, like, you know, he was a real one. Like, he was a street That's dude. Like, he yeah. was... And he just like you know he didn't let people in and and most street dudes don't don't and wouldn't and you know and Dame you know was a businessman you know first I guess there and he was he had to be you know tough and stern and and Jay was you know hustlers like Jay was kind of the same but just like cooler and didn't say much and and, and absorbed and observed way more mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying Big's kind of like just like he didn't really exist like he's you know he's, he'll nod his head out of respect of like. You work in my office, but, and then go in the office with Jay and Tata and all of them and be laughing loud and come out the office and be ice grill. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, I think it was like a few years, like maybe two or three, that I was there that I think he kind of saw, he developed his own thing for me, like as far as we developed our own relationship. And, you know, vouching always helps. So, like, Biha, which was Jay's cousin yep. who didn't play no games. Me and Biha became close. Tata, me and Tata became close. Me and Jay. So I think that that all helped, like, okay. Because I was still an employee. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't, like, yeah. I wasn't from Dame's crew. I wasn't from Big's crew or mm -hmm. Jay's crew. Like, I wasn't Adolfo, and I wasn't Tata, and I wasn't, you know. So I was just an employee there, but that was just always with them. So there was still probably a line of, like, who is this little Bronx nigga? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think him watching the love that they have for me and, like, you know, 
maybe I got invited to dinner sometimes and maybe I got, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, it was more than just what the other employees were doing. Mm-hmm. And I was at the studio all night with them. And then if they had the studio, like, yo, we got to go by this party. I naturally would just go. So like, it became more of a personal mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then he like just opened up one day and like, you know, asked me like if I wanted something to eat. And which like for Biggs was never like, if I can get a hello out of him was like, great. Yeah. And it was like, yo, um, we getting stuff from Wendy's. You want something? You know, something like that. And I was like, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and then we just, and then we became great friends. But um, yeah, so everybody else was pretty much like, it developed quick. I think they kind of saw, they're all real guys. Like, no, but the Rockefeller the guys, they're real guys. No, so they, Tata, Biha, I think they could see right through the bullshit and see it. I think mm-hmm. that they saw, I would imagine, they saw that I was genuine, I was loyal, and I was quiet. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't have to worry about nothing. I was snapping pictures. Nothing ever got out. If I just, whatever they needed, I did. Like I said, if it was to pick up crumbs from the floor or go to the store or hold Jay's money while he would like, anything that was needed in or outside of the work duties, I did it, my man. I mean, because you are like, I mean, at least for me, looking from the outside, you are like that one person. Yeah, yeah, From yeah. outside from the, the outside, crews. Outside, yeah. Right? Because everybody has their crew or their brothers or their you know, relatives. You're like the one. That's when I knew it was real. When they had brothers and cousins who were, like, not making it in the label, mm-hmm. who had jobs and who got let go and who, like, along the journey, you know, starts to, everything starts to cut down. And I'm like, then I'm at personal events, like weddings and stuff, and, like, there's, like, you know, I'm like, damn, I'm invited to the, you know, to the blah, 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 personal birthday dinner and the personal, you know what I mean? And there's, like, none of the other staff were there and... And, and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, oh, I'm like, I, th- I think I'm in. Does any of that <laughs> stuff get old? Like, do you ever, like... Never. It's like, it's crazy still, right? Bro, when I'm with Jay now, and I'm, like, <laughs> at the crib, and it's like, Blue's running across from me, or I'm with Tata's son and my son at a, at a basketball game, or, like, I'm kicking it with Big Son about creative, like, you know what I'm saying, and my show, and Big Son, Remo, was, like, giving me pointers... And just, like, stuff that he liked about my show that I did on VH1. And it was just like, wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, like, like a real family member yeah. to these guys. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and uh, you know, I, I think I earned it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 21 years so far. You couldn't, I, you couldn't get nothing out of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not supposed to be. You know yeah, but no, but it's just crazy that, you know, you go from having these dreams of wanting to start something, be a part of a family, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, a lot of times we don't use our imagination. Yeah. Right. We think our imagination is for kids. It's like child childish shit, right? <laughs> and and but really projecting things like seeing a goal or having a goal and then imagining yourself getting there. Yeah. Like helps you to make that shit happen. But a lot of yeah. us will block that shit off and just be like, "What do you mean I'm gonna imagine that? That shit's silly." Like what? Like what? Like I can't dream that big, or I can't. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a big dreamer, Mike. Yeah, but with that dream, like I said, you imagined yourself getting there. Yeah. You saw yourself getting there, right? And you made that shit happen. Like, and and then and then what you guys did almost, like I feel like your story leads completely into what they're doing, right? And yeah. their in their story, what they want to do now, yeah, right? And then like the evolution of what became Rock Nation from everything else and all the different things that you touched. Like looking at that that family tree, yeah. Even though why did they leave, crazy, didn't right? they leave just off of there? 
Did they? Yeah. I didn't see Just on there. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I hit so many people. I hit Wayno, though, and I was like, bro, did, like, did I not? Jerry Lorenzo's on there. I was Just Blaze. That's what I'm saying. How is Just Blaze not on there? It had to be an oversight or something, because that's that's not even. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. Why I was at like, the top of the tree. That's like, what I'm saying. He should have yeah. been, I mean, what? Yeah. 30, whatever. And then off of him, Billy Bathgate and like. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was just funny. funny. But just to see that and see, man, like, because this is about culture, right? This is a lifestyle. This yeah. no more is, is us banging on the door saying, let us in. This is now, you guys are one of the leaders creating and helping to shape the culture at least, and be one of the voices. Definitely, man. Definitely trying. And thank you for that compliment. Um, it's funny because like I told you earlier, that's what I believed in. It was, it was really the lifestyle aspect, right? It mm-hmm. was seeing them outside giving out those Moe bottles with the, with the, in my Lifetime single. It was seeing them at shows, you know, 30 deep with Jay-Z shirts on and Ain't No Jigga shirt. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was just a movement. It was um, seeing the video of In My Lifetime and, like, St. Thomas. Like, how y'all get to St. Thomas? Like, what? Like, how y'all rent a <laughs> boat? Like, a speed, like, uh, you know, like, all of those things, they were real. They were yeah. real deal. Pictures of them that you look at now with Dame and Jay and... Uh, Biggs and Emery and Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like then, yeah. with Chris, with like 10 bottles of Chris. Yeah. What? Yeah. When Moe was at the tunnel sharing one bottle of Moet. <laughs> Come on, bro. And that's like, you can't make that stuff up. Yeah. So I was, I was, uh, I was drawn in by the lifestyle. And, uh, and you know, and that's all people are trying to do now, right? Is to prove how much their lifestyle means something. But that's because <laughs> of all the work that was put in yeah. from then, right? Like, I tell everybody, like, look at the Gucci shit, right? Or Louis even, right? But look at Gucci, how they mm-hmm. shut down Dap. Yep. Right? Shut him down. Shut him down. Tried to reappropriate his shit because of the pendulum swing, right? That 25, 30 years. Yep. And then they got shut down. <laughs> and then it was like, nah, you got to fuck with him now. Right? And like that wouldn't have happened before. He's like a designer. Like, yeah, no, you're but, right. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, into me, insane. that's how our culture has progressed yeah. and evolved. To now, we're wielding an actual real power. Yeah. Nobody better than Jay. Puff is right behind Pause. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? In a different way. Yeah, right? 100%. But with Jay, has he always been that motivational dude on the low? I swear he is. I'm not saying it. Like, people always are like, you know, I'm not, I always say this. I hope I say it right. Jay is not my favorite because I work with him. I work with him because he is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Most people yeah. are on a bandwagon, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I say all that to say, like, from the beginning to now, I believe, I believe this is who he is, and I believe what he is capable of. And the only differences or the only, like, is that he always exceeds the, the expectation. Mm-hmm. Like, I have him here at, like, yeah, we'll definitely get that mark, and then he exceeds it by, like, you know, far beyond. So it's like, once you've already had that, idea or that like you know feeling Mm -hmm. 21 years ago now imagine as you go along and then now imagine as you're accomplishing these things along the way Mm -hmm. so even when he was telling us about title it's like you're not even looking at him like bro you're tripping Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you're like holy shit he's about to do this and then it's just like how long it's gonna take is it gonna catch on how long you know what i mean it's just like and now every single day right title is damn near becomes more of a normal thing as Spotify or as Apple Music. And like that's a great thing, but like before, you wouldn't or couldn't think about that. Like you wouldn't 
imagine like right you wouldn't yeah, imagine nah. like nah it's gonna be no, because he's just an artist spotify yeah. is a is a whatever an investment group or technology yeah. people that build something right? and in 10 years apple 15 is years, it will be that and it's yeah. like but you can't think of that this part of the reason i'm doing this oh wow right is is going to the concerts and hearing him explain that record yeah. right where he's like most people think i'm just here bragging and just saying, like, this is all the shit I'm doing. He's like, nah, I'm motivating myself. I'm setting my intentions to get to where I want to go, and my shit is way the fuck up here. And I'm telling y'all how I did that shit. Right? Yeah. right? Most people were going in the game trying to meet Leo Cohen, you know, L.A. Reid, uh, Kevin Lyles, like, Barry Weiss, all these CEOs, these companies to get deals, to get... Jay was trying to be Leo or be... You know, L.A. Reed. You know what I mean? Like, or be, you know, um, whomever, Barry Gordy. You know what I mean? And that's a big difference. When an artist is in there, like, trying to negotiate his record deal, like, Jay's like, yeah, 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 cool. <laughs> the record deal's cool, but, like, what's up with this CEO position? Like, how do I attain that? You know what I mean? And it was, and, and I just mean that. It's just, like, a small example. But, I mean, like, in every aspect of the entertainment business, it's like, okay, that's cool, they want bottles for free, or they want to get gifted, or they want to be an ambassador. How do I own my own cognac? Yeah. How do I own the number one champagne in the world, Ace of Spades, fully owned by him? Like, how do I, like, these are the things, like, these guys want bottles brought to the table, and Jay's like, what? But is it because he did that already, like, in his younger days? Or is it just, again, right, because you see people, you see what they do, but you don't always know their thinking. Yeah. Right and and why they get to these places, right? And that helps other people see that, yo, know, a lot of us don't dream. What's the Michelangelo quote? I always say this all the time. Um, it's not that you dream too high and fail; it's that you set your dreams too low and succeed. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Because most people just want to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I think we forget to learn by example, a lot. And I think that's what he did for a lot of the yes. time, especially with Rockefeller and all you guys did. Yep. Right? With lead by example. But sometimes people need to be, you know, walked. Even him saying, I'm dumbing my shit down. Yeah. You know? Got to. You know, I want to rhyme like common sense. <laughs> I ain't rhyme like common sense. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? But not, but saying that to help bring people along. Because he does say shit really clever. And yeah. he does say fucking quadruple entendres. And he's actually smarter. Yeah. But he has to dumb it but down so that. So yeah. that people can listen. And yeah. then they still don't. Yeah. Right. And then they still get mad because yes. they're like, oh, he's just talking shit and bragging and nah, yeah. ah, ah. and even 444. Oh, he's too old. But, yo, he did some shit and put himself in a light that not only is needed right now, but most people just would never do. Would never do and can't accomplish. You know, and then from that song, you can't heal what you don't reveal. So I use that with Mask Off, right? Yeah. Because that's the yeah. whole. Yeah. Right. And so f- for me, but it took me a minute to get that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And hearing that. So just. It's always interesting to see because, again, you've been there for so long and, and to see the family grow and everything, it just must be a different... In, inside, it must be a lot different, Paul. <laughs> it's, most, it's the most inspiring thing ever, man, to come up with your family, to come up with guys that you know to do anything for you, you know what I'm saying? And, and vice versa. And, and, and also for everybody to have their own success outside of the, um, you know, the, 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 the collective success that mm-hmm. we have as a company to everybody to have their own thing going on, to Emery to be doing this amazing stuff with Puma and dropping his own line and it's selling out. And it's just like, what? What? 
Tata to be doing stuff and, you know, filming television and producing stuff like, you know, Annie and films and plays and and Jay obviously, you know, limitless what he's doing. It's just like everybody doing their very own. I'm about to do a exhibit, a photo exhibition. I'm about to do a book on my photos. I'm about to, I'm like a, I'm signed to like Samsung. I'm signed to like Ciroc. I'm signed to Doucet. Like I have ambassador. Like what? I'm, not, I'm supposed to be like. Yeah, don't forget I'm you're a manager be, now too. Yeah, like Dan, you're a manager now. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't part of. And I'm a manager, yeah, right? Of a couple of little guys like yeah, DJ Khaled and, and Fabulous. Like and, you know. It's like what? It's like what? I'm supposed to be declining right now. Like, or not even declining. Somewhere at some like job, like yeah, man, the hip hop today. <laughs> when I was uh, 2002, we was uh, nah. I love it today. I love it that, at that time. I, we all have our opinion on times and eras, and and that's fine. But I mean, like, I can name you, you know, 15, 20, 30 people that I love now, like I did, you know, back then. So it's like I'm here as long as I'm in it. Mike, I'm going to be in it. And, yeah. I, and I, it sounds a little dumb and cliche, but, like, meaning, like, social media, everything. Like, sometimes people are like, well, you, you really be on your social shit. It's like, because I'm in it. Like, if I'm going to be in the entertainment business, and this is my, just my personal feeling, and I have peers and I have, shit, competition, and I have, I'm going to do it. Like, if, if, if I'm on a, something that is supposed to be posting photos, I'm going to try to post the best ones or the most interesting mm -hmm. or the most coolest or the most because, like, that's what it's about, right? As a human being, as, like, me, my brain, my ego, my heart, I'm not basing that on, you know, how successful I am or likes and no, 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 no. I'm mm -hmm. just saying, hey, it's same thing. If I'm playing Taboo, trust me, I'm going to get as many points <laughs> as I can. If I'm playing Spades, like, I'm going to talk shit and I'm going to win as much as, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just competitive and I'm just like, if I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm yeah. not the guy... Who's there? It was just like, uh, it's just a game. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it ain't that serious, but it's that serious. But it is that serious. So it's like, I'm in it. And when I'm out of it, I'm out of it. Yeah. I'm not going to have FOMO. I'm not going to be, when I'm out of it and I'm living upstate, you know, on my own, like, you know, vegetable, like, <laughs> farm, just, just you know, growing Brussels sprouts. Like, I'm not going to be. I'm going to wear the same khakis and jeans every other day and, a bunch of white tees or sweaters and you know what I mean and the same New Balance sneak or whatever sneakers <laughs> Puma, you know what I mean like I'm not gonna be trying to keep up and trying to be on IG and be at the pop and play like it's not but as long as I'm in it we work with entertainers right Mike so like the reason I still do and go as hard as I do I need the entertainers to trust me if I'm gonna be working with them mm -hmm. I need Khaled or Fab or Jay or anybody I've ever worked with to be like that's my guy. I trust them. I need to be at every show. I need to be at not every, but the ones I need to mm -hmm. be. Every, uh, you know, art exhibit, every festival, every... I don't want to hear about how Little Uzi killed Coachella. I want to be there. I don't want to hear about, you know, Scissor's first showcase and or Drake's first showcase at SOB. So now me seeing him, I saw this tour seven times already. Like, I don't want to mm -hmm. hear about those things. I was at both. Yep. I was at SOB's. And I was at fucking uh, Staples Center. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's how, and that's how I know I feel like I know what I'm doing, or at least I have a real, I have a real sense of what's going on, what's dope, what's not. I'm experiencing it on my own. I'm not hearing about it. I'm not sitting behind a desk, hearing about things or looking at them online. That's cool too. I need to see it. Right. I mean, I need to be in it. But but I think that's the whole point. Like I keep coming back. It's just hip hop. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't think it's anything else but living the lifestyle. Yeah. Right? Our lifestyle happens to be hip-hop. And I think we're at a point now where I feel like we're at an unstoppable point. Mm -hmm. You know, I say this all the time. We've permeated every facet of popular culture. Yeah. We're everywhere. We got influence everywhere. I mean... Everywhere. Places you would have never thought, like... The, the Super Bowl. Bisco and the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl influence of right. not doing it. Of not. Of saying no, right? You need me more than I need you. You need me, I don't need you. That's big. Tell the NFL we in stadiums too. Like, that's, like when could hip-hop have done that, right? Hip-hop couldn't have done that. We wouldn't have had that choice, right? Because we would have only said, that's the opportunity. We have to take that no matter what. Mm -hmm. No matter, we can't take a stand. We no, can't do it. No. Now hip-hop is yeah. taking a stand. Yeah, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's different. Our and voice is big. It's huge, right? But it takes something like what you guys have built yeah. to make those changes, right? And I'm not saying I'm giving all the credit and everybody's got it. No, but it's a... But it's one of the few crews. We are one of the few crews that is still... Yeah. Like, like, but not even... It's not a still. It's a... Almost the 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 blueprint for anybody yeah. else coming up now. Yeah. Right. Because what I take from it isn't, hey, we can do all of these things because we're cool because we have Jay. It's no, we can do all these things because we're supposed to. Because yeah. we have yeah. a voice, we have a perspective, we have an opinion that fucking matters. Yeah. And not only that, we are the culture yeah. that influences yeah. everything else. Like that's inspirational, right? Yeah. That's something to strive for. Whereas you didn't have that blueprint for some reason. Yeah. You just had that in your head <laughs> that you're going to try to figure this shit out. Man. And, and it got there. I wanted it so bad, bro. Yeah, but that's, you know, again, how do we help other people see how to just go and get that? And it's you see it from here and things like this, right? You know, it's so bad I, I, in this great conversation, by the way, but uh, multiple times I've mentioned, like, I don't get, I don't understand. Because, like, in my head, I, I'm, I'm obviously not the smartest guy. I didn't go to college. But in my head... I see and hear things a certain way. And if, if it's not in the way that I see it and hear it, I legit don't comprehend it. So it's like, even with this, like when people tell me like they're out of college or they're five years out of college, 10 years out of college, and they're trying to figure out and they don't know what they want to do. And it's like, <laughs> I don't comprehend that. Like I, I'm not even, and it's not a bad thing. Like I'm sure everybody wishes they knew what they want to do. But like since I wasn't even a teenager and like I knew what I want to do and I and I went for it and I didn't take no for an answer, and I wasn't educated, I wasn't connected, I wasn't handed a a, a, a position, I, nothing. I, just, I did it with a crew who I absolutely did not know and absolutely did not have a connection with. And it's like, I'm an uneducated fucking Puerto Rican kid from the Bronx, like, you could do it too, my G. Yeah. Like, like, and that's what I don't get, like, when people's like finding themselves and like, or, or yeah, I've tried, but it's like, you know, it's hard, like, how, can you give me advice on getting in the business? It's like, strive. Like, <laughs> go hard. Yeah. Don't take no for an answer without being annoying. Mm -hmm. Persistence without being, like, you know, an asshole. Like, like I mean, I, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. No, nah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I get like that with my kids sometimes. Like, you know, the millennial thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but then you have to understand, like, we all have a different path, right? We all mm -hmm. have a different journey. Of course. And that's the thing I think, so you may not comprehend it from your personal perspective, but I think you, we should be um, empathetic to other people's plight, right? No, and, true, and, true, and, true, and, true. And be, I'm not being an asshole. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it's hard, it, but at the same time, we have to try to do that as well because you could help somebody yeah. by just 
whatever your opinion may be on that, true, right? True. By, by not being just, I don't know how to say something to you, but I can say this is what I did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. just that little bit. Because, again, I think, you know, while we're here, it's because we learn from people we look up to. We learn from people we respect or admire. Yeah. Right? Because we listen to them more. We're open yep. to them, yep. to hearing from them and learning. Um, so, you know, that's why we continue to do these things so people can hear these stories, yo. Like, again, because people just think you're there. I hope it helps. You know? Like, what's next, yo? When, when's the book? When's everything um, coming? So <laughs> next year, man, 2019, I uh, had an amazing meeting the other day uh, regarding a book. Um, and then been putting together the exhibition, uh, working with Samsung uh, to help put that together. It's going to be amazing. Uh, working with Swiss. Um, working with a few people, man. And, um, Swiss has always been a big advocate and just big, mm-hmm. like, campaign leader of, like, you got to do it, you got to do it. You gotta, and he's, like, he's been him, Steve Styles, a few people. I mean, I mean, like, mostly everybody I know now is like, yo, you got to do a book. It's, like, common sense almost now. But I'm talking about... 10, 15 years ago of, like, just seeing me early on there, like, yo, you got to... And I just always felt like, it's not time, it's not time. And for the first time in my life, Mike, I like, I really feel like in my heart, in my soul, it's like, it's time. Mm-hmm. And 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 there were other times where I had meetings, where I had offers, and I don't know, I didn't feel it, and I... And, um, yeah, man, uh, it's time. Yeah. It's time. Can you shoot Jay's next cover? <laughs> Huh? You should shoot Jay's next couple. Oh. <laughs> ain't that good, but no. no. Um, <laughs> and I prefer a lifestyle. You know, nah, I mean, no, not not that just... a lifestyle shot can be yeah, that, but I mean, but, you know, no, I, I've always be preferred. Good... I've been offered, you know, to shoot covers. Like, like I'm legit, sure. like, I'm sure. like, yo, will not you shoot my album cover? Like, artists, like, mad people. And it's like, half of it is intimidation and being scared, and the other half is just like, I don't know how to, I don't really, not to say I don't want to, but like, Mike, I've never done like I've never done lighting. Like I don't know mm-hmm. what lighting is. I know how to work my camera. Yeah. Put me in any place. Dark room, light room, concert. I know how to work that F stop. I know how to work. I've learned that. Self-taught, by the way. But like I couldn't go and like do a Solange <laughs> album shoot with the lighting and the I don't I'd have to get somebody who knew it all. I mean, you know, and, you and I'm, sure, I'm sure people you know do a couple it all the time. People do all the time. I've seen people who don't direct be like, I'm gonna direct this video and then they have a you know a DP and then they have lighting and then it's kind of becomes pretty easy but um yeah i was intimidated for a long time to be like ah i'm not taking that responsibility <laughs> and photography you know it's a, one of my favorite things i love to do in the world one of my biggest best hobby and um and i've always preferred to just do stuff on the house so mm-hmm. that i'm not held accountable mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like I'd rather sacrifice that $5,000, $3,000 check or $5,000 check to that guy or that woman to shoot you for real, and I'll shoot two. And if you like stuff, you keep it in, and there's no accountability. Same with, like, a wedding. Like, I've been in weddings, and, like, I don't want to be responsible for, like, because this is it. (laughs) There's no reshoot. So, like, or I'll hire people with me that are, like, get the real shots, get the lighting, and I'll get the candids, the moments, the I'll get everything else. Yeah, when you do your memoirs, you got to do, like, a list of all of the, the offers you've turned down. Yeah, right? That would be so ill, yeah. Real funny, um, really quick story. So, Steve Style, um, Daytuan Thomas, um, Swiss, of course, obviously, they were all hyping me up. Got to do it. You got to do a book. You got to do a meeting. Um, one of them set me up. It was Steve or it was... It was... It was one of them. Anyway, set me up with a meeting, right? Daytuan, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it was years ago, 
No, you know what? All right, finally, I'm gonna do this. Everybody says I should drop a book. Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. I'm hype. I go in a meeting. I finally convince myself. I put together a whole folder of pictures. I'm hype. I go in there. Mike, I went in there. This guy, this editor, uh, you know, I won't say the company, but this editor <laughs> looked at my stuff and was like, "Is this it?" <laughs> and I was like, uh, "Yeah." He was like, "Okay, what's the? I don't get it. Like, what's?" This is just a bunch of random photos. And mind you, remember, I don't really know. I don't really have a purpose of the yeah, book. Yeah. I don't have a story. I don't have a guy. Because like, I'm thinking, you're the publisher. Like, you you either give me ideas. Or I'm sure people go in there with their own ideas. But I did it. I was just an amateur photographer who's been at the right place at the right time for 25 years. Can I have some amazing intimate moments that nobody has of photos that you have never seen in your life? That's what I thought my niche was. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. This will never sell. And I closed my computer. I said, thanks. And I left. And I was like, fuck this book shit. And then it wasn't until I met with other people. And recently I met with um, um, Random House, mm -hmm. Penguin, Random House Publishing. And, like, I met with the editor who did Decoded. And I met with another young lady. And, like, they get it. They got it. They know me. They know the culture. They know the photos. They That's know the, the difference. And... You know, but that's the difference, right? Yeah, no, no. Big, and so, big and so you think about it back then. And they right? were excited. You were just a fly on the wall, giving pictures. Now you're Lenny S. Yeah, <laughs> who's had access in this crazy career and been there since you know day two at Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, that's what sells. Yeah. Right, yeah. not just the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Right. The you need you need the why, like the personality. Why did you take coming, these pictures? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. need the story of you, which is there now. Yeah, and people want that story, right? In the last three years, man, it's it's, it's exploded. Yeah, but that's social media. It. It's a bunch of different. It's yeah, social yeah. media. I think is yeah. a huge part of it. I think you doing management now. Yeah, is a huge part of it because now you're traveling more. Before you was just in the studio. Yeah. Right, for the most part. Or you yeah. was at the events, you was traveling. Yeah, a little bit, but, but you weren't more so stable. Yeah, stable. you weren't, but yeah. you weren't really, you would travel with Jay. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's you it. wasn't traveling with everybody else or all these other artists, <laughs> right? Because yeah. you guys didn't have Rock Nation. I think as you guys expanded, the portfolio expanded. I think yeah. going into sports, I think doing the rest. Yeah. Because again, now you're, you guys are the culture, right? So now it's, there's a story there. Right, so it's that you it's know sad. that. Come yeah, on, yeah, you, yeah, you, no, you would, you if you were sitting on the other side of the table, yeah, yeah, and somebody came to you, you would have said the same thing. Yeah, I just think it's it's pretty mind blowing. But no, you're 100 percent right. Right, and now we're there, man. So and everything's everything's aligned perfectly, and and I couldn't imagine it to be any better than what it is now. And I'm glad that I follow my gut and didn't do a lot of the things that people probably said I should do before it was the right time. Yep. And now's the time. That's good, man. Well, thank you for being here with me, man. Thank you for taking nah, the time, thank bro. Thank you, man. This is uh, probably one of the best podcasts I've ever done outside of... Oh, you got to say other ones. <laughs> we'll just nah, leave it at that. Guys, it's one of the best yeah, ones, period. Yeah, it is. It is one of the best ones. It was just a real conversation. Thank yeah, you, man. That's all it is. We're just trying to have these conversations. I hope the friends out there and all other people's have these conversations too, bro. Because the more you learn about each other, the more you hold each other down, the more you help each other out, the more we can confide in each other, yeah, right? And lift each other. You know? so, just like your man said, you can't heal what you don't reveal. So, that's why we're here. Mask <laughs> off, baby. See you guys soon. Mask off. Yeah.